0: Brisbane Football Review, back for another week. It is James, Scott and Adam here, and we are ready for an NPL Queensland final special. So, let's get right into it. Scott, how are you? Good to see you again, James. Adam, I'm well. Adam? Yeah, good to see you. It's been been a few weeks. I know, I've had a few weeks to recover from the Raw's round of 32 FFA Cup exit, and we're now recording a couple of hours before Lions take on Adelaide United at Perry Park. So, Bit of excitement going around right now. We're looking forward to a good game, or at least what we hope will be a good game by the time you're listening to this. But we're doing it for the Daily Football Show Fan Network. We are on Wooshka, iTunes, Radio Public, Stitcher, and TuneIn. I've got all those written down so I can well remember that. <laughs> well I'll keep going with the plugs. Uh, you can email us BrisbaneFootballReview at gmail.com, uh, Facebook Raw Review, Twitter at BNE Football. And I think that's everything I've remembered, right? It is, and we're, we are still trying to fix that up. Yeah, we'll get, you, it, how we'll how get we, it done one day, I and swear. And we haven't bothered with Instagram yet. No. Yeah.
1: Or that's, you, fa- that's that's
0: your job. Nah. Or, or Snapface or any Don't, of that. Yeah.
1: Don't really want to see us. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers on our live video say probably not.
0: <laughs> but let's get into it now. We're going to talk about the other Queensland team that was in FFA Cup action in the round of 16. Start off with Cairns taking on Sydney FC. Unfortunately for the North Queensland side, it was a 2-1 loss, but for a little while there, it looked like there was a cup set on the cards. It did look like there was a cup set on the cards, because they were absolutely, they were really in the game for at least 70
2: minutes, I thought. I mean, they scored a really good goal to open the scoring, and they, they were probably lucky to hold on with the chances Sydney were creating, not taking them, but they were holding on. They were in the game, and a somewhat soft penalty, you might say, given to Sydney, let them back into the game, and they went on with it from
1: there. I don't know. Yeah, look, I think they um, they were really competitive. I think their form leading up into that um, into that, that tie was just that it could have been anything if Sydney had got hold of them. But to their credit, they really they really knuckled down. The um, Ryan Cavanagh goal was pretty special, yeah, it was. you know, especially for that that level. And they they really were looking like um, they were they were in it for I think about sixty minutes yeah. until until the penalty. Especially, mm-hmm. they were really looking like they they, were gonna, they may hold on, and the cup set was on. So. They did have a great
2: chance to equalise at two-one as well from the penalty spot as well. So they had their chance to get back into it. it was just a great save from Andrew, from Redmain and, Redmayne some, and some nice gamesmanship too from Alex Prost to delay the, the taking of the
1: penalty as well. Andrew yeah. Redmain did have a pretty good game. I know there was another chance he denied Chris Hare Chris O'Hare oh, yeah. in the first mm-hmm. first half. That you know if that had gone in,
0: um, that would have been really interesting. And look, you you say the Sydney penalty was soft. For me, that was like the definition of a handball, which was a bit unfortunate considering. Uh, Unfortunate is probably a better
2: word Pardon? Unfortunate is probably a better word
0: Yeah, well But like Coppin was Doing You know A good I suppose Teammate's job He was dropping back And helping out In central defence as well So it was just Yeah. Yeah, unfortunate I suppose
1: yeah, no, but uh, what Dan Greystone managed to do, the coach, um, I know it was a ter- between the two, between the win over Armadale and that game against Sydney FC, it was a really rough time through, you know, player injury, suspension, travels, always a bit to actually get them up and actually be competitive. No matter what, two one was a effort; they deserve to congratulate yeah. for that. Yeah. And they should have their heads held high. You know, you know, for, for that effort,
2: and it's still their best result in the FA Cup by far to get to the last sixteen. So even though they lost, it's a tremendous outcome for them.
0: And look, we covered this phrase a lot with the Socceroos during the World Cup, but it was one of those, I suppose, honourable losses where, yeah, they might be disappointed that they lost, but they can still feel like they've actually achieved something.
2: Yeah, I was just thinking, Socceroos, wow, it's amazing they're actually coming back to Brisbane. Yeah, That's I the know. first thing I was thinking, as soon as you said that, it popped into my mind, to be honest with you. Yeah, just well, going on a complete tangent. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> yes, well, that was also a bit of uh, other news that came out in the last week. But this is, of course, a, uh, let's say local club's focused episode of the Bridgman Football Review, so we're going to keep talking about Cairns and Sydney, and I suppose, what do you take away from Sydney FC's performance, looking ahead, I suppose, for the A-League?
2: They created a lot of chances in the game. I think Buharja had a few good opportunities. I think he could be a real threat with his pace in behind. I think they're still a work in progress as well, because they didn't have Adam LaFonda available, Seemed De Jong hadn't been signed yet, so I think they've still got a lot to work on in the front third, so
1: they're, they're moving in a good direction. I think they'll be strong against Sydney FC. Look, I think it was a, a professional performance. I think at the end of the day, being... You know, the a time, side being the overwhelming favourites. They, they, like I said, they wear a lot of Storm and and they they sort of in the end of the day that you expect them to come out and to grind their way to, to victory and after after that penalty was saved it, I think that was the last yeah. chance that you know Cairns had to even sort of get extra time I think they, they didn't close out the game but you're right um, there's still a couple of you know good players like you said Alma Fondra Sim de yeah. I think they'll make a big difference but I think I think um, Steve Corica I think he will have a bit to work with yeah. you know between now and the start of the season
2: One thing they might have to work on is set pieces because of The Ryan Kavanagh goal was from a set-piece, and I believe Rockdale scored from a set-piece in the last 32 as well, so that's something they might have to work on.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, stop there being two cup sets on the night, but can we just take a minute and laugh at how amazing is victory over Before
2: we do, we have to say also they've found another set-piece taker with the centre-back from the Netherlands. I can't remember his name. Van der Linden takes set-pieces as well. But he did play up in
1: in Cairns.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, as I was in the middle of saying, let's just take a minute and laugh at uh, RP Leichhardt Getting uh, the job done against Melbourne Victory. How good was that? It was amazing, actually.
2: Because we're all—I think we're all watching the Cairns game, so to be following the RPA game at the same time was quite a well. I finally interesting got onto the Cairns game
0: after I got my uh, internet log-on issues. Yes, sorted. I heard there were problems
2: <laughs> for a few people with that. Yeah. but <laughs> no. uh, it was it was interesting to follow it because Arpia had scored a couple of really good goals and Victory, when they got back to two all with a couple of scrappy ones, just thought, "Well, they're going to go on with it here," but no.
1: Yeah. I think there, there was a bit of a debate ignited primarily by Mark Bosnich in the, in the days following about what was what is the biggest cup oh, set. Um, look, for me personally, I still rate Redlands over Adelaide United as the number one, I think, because of the disparity. Like, RP Leica are, like, despite being MPL New South Wales, they're still a very, very good team. They're probably in that sort of that next tier below A League. Whereas Redlands United were probably that far behind Adelaide United, who are the current. You know, double champions. I still think it's that's a, the the um for me the cup upset of the tournaments you know so far. I think if Lions win tonight, that we might have to, We figure yeah, that. I think but, you yeah. can put
2: them on those two here victory and Redlands Adelaide on equal billing it's, because it's, they did beat the A League champions. It's I think that's fair to say. The it, one I don't understand is why people are including Adelaide City and the Wanderers from the first year. I mean, I think why, it was, what, Wanderers won.
1: I think that's I think, true, but
2: also yeah. people mentioned the Wanderers were the Asian champions three months later, but they weren't when Adelaide City beat them.
1: So I don't understand why and, that yeah. one's Let's not included. forget Wellington. For, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> there might be a few <laughs> member federation upset before we start talking about Wellington Central Coast Mariners. That's for sure.
0: All right. So uh, coming up tonight, by the time you're listening to this, uh, we'll have results for Melbourne City, Newcastle Jets, Adelaide Comets versus Heidelberg Lions FC and Adelaide United, which we will be at. And uh, Bonnie Rigg versus Western Sydney Wanderers. So, what we're going to do? Another cup set there too, by the way. I wouldn't rule it out. I oh, am. Yeah. Mm. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So that's going to actually end our part of segment one. What we're going to do now is, after the game tonight, we'll, uh, you know, get some press conference audio and put that in. So, this is us for segment one. We'll be back to preview the NPL finals after this. This is a Brisbane Football Review. You guys had your chances tonight. How are you feeling after
3: that? I, well, I think, firstly, I'm just really proud of the players it was um, an outstanding performance um, I think the first half we were probably uh, I thought we were okay in the first half um, probably a little bit uh, nervous not in a normal game getting used to the pitch I think the pitch was quite tough um, but second half the boys were outstanding and um, yeah you're right we had lots of chances probably more than they did and uh, but that's the difference I think between the levels uh, the chances we had at that level yeah they have to be taken and they weren't and I, guess, and I guess just the area that she's made the back, they've they scored, so, yeah, I guess it's just, that, you know, as you said, that's the level. You know, it's really the level, but, you know, obviously, Josh has been fantastic for us all year, he's an A-League, former A-League player, you know, we switched off from uh, a bit of a, a long break, a stoppage with the keeper, and, um, you know, Josh hasn't done it all year, he's been absolutely superb. And, um, so I can't fault them for that. It's just one of those things that happens. And we had plenty of time to try and get back in the game. So created enough chances to do that, but just obviously weren't quite good enough on the night to get those chances. Mooney,
4: does it uh, feel like deja vu from uh, a couple
3: of years ago? Well, a couple of years ago, I was on the beach in Croatia. So <laughs> missed that one. So I couldn't tell you. But um, <clears throat> what I can say is that we, uh, again, we did the club proud tonight. We did them really proud. We played well. Um, you wouldn't have looked at that game in the second half and said we sat back, parked the bus, looked to jag a result. We were on the front foot pressing, um, showing what we're all about and showing that we're a pretty good side in the NPL in Queensland. And, uh, again, I'm not uh, – maybe I'll, I'll feel a tinge of disappointment when we go back in the next few days, but I'm just I'm quite happy. Couldn't be prouder about the showing that we've put on against a very good A-League side. I used to have too much time
1: to, you know, think about it with uh, some big games, you know.
3: Yeah, so it's uh, back to reality for us. So tonight was always going to be about a good experience for us, a good moment, but uh, obviously the semi-final comes up this Sunday and that's what our league is about. You know, it's, uh, it's our bread and butter. It's uh, a chance to try and get into the grand final and we're definitely motivated to do that.
0: You, made, uh, you saved subs until the 80th minute. Was that partially the Sunday in mind?
3: Uh, no, just how the game was going. Like, uh, not many people will notice, but Nico actually probably tweaked his hamstring about the 20th minute. Um, so it was about managing him to halftime. Um, I don't know what we did at halftime, but he actually got better in the second half as he fatigued more. So we put him central and, uh, it really seemed to, um, change the dynamics of how we attacked. He created more chances. Jason out wide and Shep going to the right was, uh, something that we probably didn't anticipate to work so well. So I left the changes. But then Sunday in mind with Nico, we pushed them as far as we could go. And then we made a triple sub just to see if we can get fresh legs to try and jag something at the very end. How you feel
4: flattered by the way that they were setting up?
3: Oh, I don't think they set up any differently to how they set up in the last couple of games we saw them. Um, I feel flattered that in the second half when we played more, they set off deeper. I think that shows that they realised that we were getting out a lot better, playing in our build-up a lot better, um, which, uh, which we probably didn't do in the first half. So that probably was a sign that we we were on top in the second half. So again, very, very pleased with the way my boys were braver in the second half and in, te- in the way we played.
4: Well, it wasn't a simple game. Uh, Lions definitely took it to you guys tonight. It uh, was a, a pretty pretty close title. What was your view of the game?
5: Um, firstly, uh, Congratulations for the Lions for the good game. I think they were the better team today. But that's football. Um, we are the lucky winger. We are happy to reach the next round. I think uh, the Lions were from the first, second on uh, the sharper team. They were more aggressive in the duels. They, it's, it was not easy to play on, on the pitch, but it was for both teams very difficult. And our best time we had after the after the half time and I in, in between forty five and fifty five between the minutes we can score the second goal but at the end we have luck and we are happy with the result but the coach is not happy with the performance. But we are in the preseason and that's also
4: the point. Is it a worry or is it because it's preseason it's just what no, you should expect?
5: I think it's 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 uh it's um it's a cup yeah I saw for two weeks ago the German Cup uh, Bayern Munich beat a uh, team from the fifth division with one nil in the in the last ten minutes that, that's the cup that's the game of the year for the young boys from the Lions and they did it very well and we score one goal more and we are the lucky winner yeah but that's nothing to do with the with, a, um, with a, a moment in the pre-season. We are now in week nine. We had last week a good game against Melbourne City. We are good in shape, but today it was not our day. Were you, uh, were you happy to
0: get another 90 minutes of competitive football coming up in the next round
5: now? Yes, we are very happy. It's very uh, um, different to have friendly games or to have official games and I'm very happy with the draws that we play away against side uh, against Apia, Up here. Up here, yeah, uh, another strong NPL team, and now yeah we prepare our team for for the next round.
4: Did you watch their game against Melbourne Victory last
5: week? No, but no.
4: <laughs> How much of Lions did you get to watch before tonight? The
5: last Cup game, and uh, I think round twenty-four, but um, I think. The Lions—they have not really opponents in the league. Only, only Olympic, and that was for me the the main important game. Also, that we know that the number 17 cannot play, and Olympic maybe was the the similar um, lineup. What happened to uh, Paul, the uh, goalkeeper? When he went down? Mm, Nothing. He was a little bit a little bit contact, but it's, it's fine, he's, he's fine.
4: Ben Hellerin got a, a run in the second half, which is it's good to see. He's from this part of the country and I'm sure... I don't know, Can you speak about what you, what you knew about him? You were, were both at the same club, but a few months apart in Germany. Did you see him?
5: I know him from fresh? Germany, yeah. yes, I know him. Um, and we are very happy that we signed Ben. Uh, for us, it's a big sign, Is a very experienced player. He's an Australian player with a high quality. He is uh, in training only two weeks, and that's the reason that he was not a starter today. But I am sure that he will give us a lot of uh, quality for, for the new season.
1: So where is he in terms of his fitness at the moment?
5: for not enough as a starter. To be a starter, I, I don't know. I cannot say, but uh, you, need, you need a minimum. Six, eight weeks, uh, uh, full training with the team, plus the friendly games. And he trained two and a half weeks without a friendly game.
4: Are you excited about what you can have on the wings now though? Craig Goodwin on one side, maybe Ben Haller on the other. That's too very uh, quick.
5: Uh, yeah, we have a lot of uh, um, competition from a uh, position winger. Also with Kito and he is injured, but when he's back, we are, I have a good competition in the training and that's very important for me. That uh, we have a strong competition and then the players can improve and adapt and they can fight for, for to start places. Uh,
4: there was a report as well uh, in the newspaper in Adelaide mentioning that maybe you guys will, uh, will hire Aurelio Vidmar in a, in a role in the back room. Aurelio Vidmar. He might be. The club is looking at him for a position. Puh, you is that are... news to you?
5: Mm, it's not my job. I'm, I'm uh, not the owner. I cannot give persons jobs or can send him away or a person away. I'm a worker for the club, and I think it's a question for the for the owner, not for me.
4: Would you be happy to have someone of his his experience join the club?
5: I can, I can uh, repeat me. It's it's part of the the owner, not my part, to explain or to give an answer. I have m- a lot of work to do with my boys. <laughs> have you found the uh, new owners? Um, I think it's not not easy to come new in a club. You to do a lot of work to find out what happens in the club and. I think in new new season step by step the club will improve. That was the, the aim. We had a new we have a new board, and yeah, I will see what, what happens what they can bring in the club to to improve to to the next step in, in at the A- League Club.
3: You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this.
0: And welcome back to the Brisbane Football Review NPL 2018 Finals uh, Preview Special. It's James Scott and here for the Daily Football Show Fan Network. And Scott is googling something on no, his phone not. right now. He's
2: opening up the run sheet, so he knows what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> okay, good. As long as someone knows what we're talking about, because yeah. Anyway, let's get on to round 26 of the NPL, which happened this past weekend. Uh, some of the results: Lions four 0 Are still celebrating their premiership. Clearly.
2: Yes, they got a guard of honour out the Cleveland Showgrounds. So.
0: Rightfully so. Uh, Sunshine Coast 0-0 with Gold Coast United, Uh, Southwest Queensland Thunder 5-0 over Cairns FC, Strikers 7-0 over Mackay and Whitsundays, Magpies, Crusaders, United FC. I am not doing that joke again next (laughs) season. (laughs) Thank you, Vince. Uh, City 3-2 over Western Pride, Uh, Moreton Bay 1-0 over Raw Youth, and Olympic 6-2 over North Queensland United, which, well, it was already... Confirmed, but uh, made sure that they finished second with a little bit of a flourish and secured a home semi-final this coming weekend.
2: Yes, it was uh, actually a completely, utterly irrelevant game given the Brisbane City result over Western Pride, but they did finish strongly, you're Uh, right.
0: I had actually planned to go to that game, but then wound up asleep on the couch after the Bridge to Brisbane instead. Oh, you're still drawing out. on that, by the way. Yes, thank you. I finished and didn't drown. (laughs) So, yeah, you guys have been doing some excellent work covering games... Uh, on Saturday Which, nights while I've been working, so we've covered a
1: bit of ground there. Uh, yeah, uh, just a little bit. Yeah, you can talk about it if you want. Yeah, right? oh, look, uh, like I said, around twenty six, we were at mm-hmm. Cleveland on Friday night. Saw lines sort of, you know, have a training run the first half and then sort of step it up. The second, yeah. oh, Marek Madel, who I think you know, I think is the goal sort of. I guess, you know, the best striker in probably the second half of the season. I think he. 18 he, goals in 13 games. Yeah, he, he really cashed in and since his, since his move uh, from Holland Park. Um, and then on Saturday night, we were treated to a pretty decent game of football between Brisbane City and Western Pride.
2: It was an ex- excellent game, actually. Pride started off quite well, but City got the first two goals in the game and really started to kick on with it. And then Pride got a penalty, wasn't it, to get it us was, the back into yes. the game, yes. And then. Not long after that, a sensational strike on the half volley from Sam Sutuara, one of the best I've seen in the NPL this year, made the game pretty much comfortable again for, for Brisbane City and ensured that Pride would finish the season in third. It was, But it was an excellent night, actually. Yeah,
1: no, it was a good game of football. Like, for a game that really didn't have that much on the line, I, I thought, yeah, credit to both teams. They really sort of went out there and decided to play football. And a decent crowd, as it always is at... Um, at Corporate Travel Management Stadium. We nearly called it the yes. other thing.
2: Unfortunately, we will the pit also turned, turned up as well, which was good. Pardon? The pit turned up as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was good. good. They yeah. brought yeah.
0: Vuvuzelas and all. Uh, Liam, we've got to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Vuvuzelas, not a fan of those. All right, so for this segment, we're going to go through the teams whose seasons are over now. We've got uh, the ones that finished 5th to 14th, so we're going to go down the table and start off with Scott's favourite club, Brisbane Strikers. That's
2: the team I actually picked to win the league, so sorry about that, guys. <laughs> but no, look, it's not it's fair to say it's not been the season that they were hoping for, the Strikers, but it's in the aftermath of that, some good young players have come through. Tommy Masaric, the goalkeeper, got an opportunity. Zach Maltby, Braden Steele scored, came in and scored some goals. So they've got some good young players coming through that they can work with, and I'm sure they'll be rebuilding that team extensively
0: over the summer. Yeah, it never really got off... It never really was able to recover from what was a pretty rough start.
1: Yeah, yeah look, um, I look, I had them pecked as well. I thought that they were probably the disappointment of the um the league, game because of the, the side they had. But yep. maybe, I think, in of reflection, maybe it was, for some of those players, one year too many. I thought, you know, that... that I, I keep on heart on how good their midfield should have been, and it sort yep. of didn't really deliver. Now, and I think at the end of the day, I think... Any number of things, a bit of disruption with the coaching yep. Yep. and whatnot. But you know, the, third of the Fish, fifth after the horrible sort of. I uh, look, it's they they proceed the failure and um, yeah, it's I guess yeah, they upwards upwards for them. Because
0: when a big club like Strikers, or a big local club like Strikers, does get off to that rough start, you have the inevitable jokes of oh Strikers relegation party. But it seems like they got out of that pretty quickly. They
2: did get out of that. But they never really got going in terms of consistently picking up results, and that was the big problem for them. The Adams popped a point. They did have trouble. Changes behind the scenes. The coach departed. they got a new technical director as well. The assistant's now the head coach for next season. So they're heading in a, they think they're heading in a direction they know where they're going. So I think they'll be, they'll be strong next year.
0: Yes. That's right. All right, we're going to move on to the team that finished sixth and uh, one of our favourite venues to visit, uh, Brisbane City Corporate yeah. Travel Management Stadium yes. and perhaps most importantly, the Pizza the pizza is good and the team is actually quite good as well. They've got a bright future ahead of them
2: as they keep telling us every time we go there they won the under-18s and the <laughs> under-20s. They've got a very young a very young senior MPL side and it's actually quite a good team to watch. There's some good young players in there that I think if they keep that group together can really grow into a strong team at the MPL level in the next couple of years.
0: Oh, just one thing I've noticed is like when you get the you know, under-whatever match reports you do see a lot of familiar names there. Yes, you
1: do. Yeah, look, and, um look, I think they've got some brilliant prospects. You know, both both the Fekner brothers, I think, are are brilliant pros- prospects going forward. Um, on Thomas, even though he didn't play because he was a bit naughty in the 20s game, so he saw. got sent
2: off in stoppage time in the other 20s yeah. game, which meant he
1: couldn't sit on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> um, and look, even even defensively, uh, uh, Tom Alton and Nathan Beagley also as well. I thought they they were pretty good. You know, and I, I think uh Cosy's really like they were. I think one loss in the last eight games, I think. Yeah. In, 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 in the run home after sort of a poor start. So they, they're really good. I think that next season, they may they may surprise.
2: The one thing that actually held them back was just they had a complete influx positioning goal because of injuries. I think they had five or six different goalkeepers over the course of the season, so injuries yeah. cost them there.
0: And also, I suppose, one little uh, note, 69 goals scored in 26 games, so that is good for fifth on the goals scored tally. So... No, I don't think they're afraid of uh, putting a few on the scoreboard, are they? No, they're not. Yeah, <laughs> they're definitely at the weekend. I don't anywhere. think it's a
1: consistent haul as well. I don't think you had like, unlike Western Pride and um, West Pride and Lions, who had a big rush yeah. of goals in one game against a particular side that we'll mention later in the in this review. But um, yeah, look, they just consistently mm-hmm. scored goals. I think they scored in every game, the twenty six mm-hmm. rounds. So uh, I think it's almost back on you know, scoring obviously their attack is going well
0: and while it wasn't in the NPL season probably the best game or at least the wildest game I've seen in person all season was that FFA Cup qualifier against Olympic
2: yes we could talk about that for 10 minutes couldn't we that was a special game yep.
0: absolutely but instead uh, right now we're going to go to some audio uh, audio from Co- John Cosmina graciously provided by Football Queensland
6: Cosby was that as fun to watch from the bench as it was from? yeah up it was a good,
7: game, good game of football
0: uh,
6: it seems that there was a fair undercurrent of, of, of aggression in the game and a little bit of feeling in it. Um, did you expect that, or is it the case that we oh, played in the a hard
7: team to play against and they compete physically as well as on a football perspective, so they, from a football perspective. So we had to compete physically as well as try and play, and we did both.
6: Um, a couple of really impressive goals as well, uh, particularly. All of them are well, good goals.
7: They're oh. all good goals.
6: Uh, it seems that uh, you managed to. Um, cope with the pressure that Pride initially put on you in the first part of the first half and then capitalised on your opportunities and, and is that something that you feel like has improved over the course of the season?
7: Yeah, we've got better at soaking up a bit of pressure. We didn't make mistakes tonight like we have in the past. We were solid, you know, we were desperate when we needed to defend. Um, two centre backs did pretty well, held their shape, we didn't get dragged out. Um, two full backs did exceptionally well, Reece and
6: um Another season, we're just missing out on the finals. Um, Do you think that the City have made real forward strides this season? Well,
7: you have a look at um, nine of that starting lineup are eligible to play from the 20s.
6: So the future's pretty bright. Yeah, from that perspective, it is. Um, Of course, the under 18s we saw before the game and the under 20s both sealing their respective premierships as well. That shows just what
7: depth the City (laughs) have as well. Yeah, we've almost got too much depth because where do you bring the kids up from the 20s? It's a t- tough job. I yeah, remember is. you. <laughs> no, it's uh, going to make
6: some hard decisions. Um, next year, of course, um, with the side predominantly teenagers, um, you'd expect them to improve, obviously, for next season. Is next season a real good opportunity for City to make the finals? If we
7: carry on from where we, what we've achieved so far this season, the thing is that with a lot of younger blokes, it's always that second season. It's a bigger test than the first time they play with enthusiasm in their first year. The second season is always a tough one. Uh, as long as they come back with their heads in the right space, then it shouldn't be a problem. How do you manage that as a coach to, to
6: try and stop that enthusiasm from weighing no.
7: You've got to just work on their heads. you got to get them in the right space all the time.
6: Um, other than that, a Western Pride, obviously, are in the finals. Um, it's a pretty tight-looking finals. Um, who are you backing oh, to take I mean, over? Lions championship? have
7: got their firepower. You look at what they scored 90 goals or something this season, they phenomenal. About that,
6: yeah. Um, they um, will, of course, host Wharton Bay United and Western Pride will travel to Olympic. Um, who do you see coming out on top of that
7: one? Oh, I think uh, Lions will get up. and It's going to be tough for Pride, um, but then they've got enough about them to maybe upset. They, they've got good results this season. That's why they finish as high as they you now They can defend well when they need to. Um, but I, I think look, probably Olympic will probably get up because they've got some special players, individuals, and that can make a difference in a game where it's tight. I'm
6: on a positive again for City. Um, that's three times you've been West Brom five reigning champions this season. So that's yeah, it's been.
7: Yeah, including the FFA Cup, it was a you know really good performance. We scored 11 goals against them in three games. Not a bad effort. We got 69 for the whole season. If you look at, you know, we conceded too many, but you look at how many we have scored. 69 goals in, in 26 games. Not a bad effort. It's we struggled. Over yeah, we struggled in the past to score goals. I'm um, sensitive goal. Correct uh, on this. Isn't it? It? Yeah, but just the whole thing it was. a you know, a good win from Kyle Bolton. Great touch from Kyle Factly, clever.
6: Yeah, it was a sumptuous, I think. Yeah, it, was. It. it was. A great finish. Yeah, it was brilliant. Um, 3-2-1 for City today?
7: Um, Nathan Beagley, um, Tommy Alton, and probably Nathan Bird, I'd say. Birdie ran the show in the middle of the park most of the game. Brilliant. Well, thanks very much, Dozie, Cheers. and um, thanks for catch you next year. Thank
0: you. And that's uh, John Cosmina talking to Simon Smale there. So, moving on from uh, Brisbane City onto to South South West Queensland. For so
2: that's the third appearance of Simon on the show. He was upset with my miscounting the amount of times he's been on the show on Saturday <laughs> night, so... Yeah. Just for the record. Yeah, 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 yeah. that makes yeah. sense.
0: Yeah. Anyway, on South West Queensland, Thunder, uh, they finished in seventh place. It's the highest ever finish for that side, so congratulations yep. to them. And they did Four straight off... wins to round out the season as well.
2: Yeah. So it's got them there. I mean, they really snuck under the radar because a month ago, we looked at it and thought they might be
1: mm. in the relegation, but Leonard's went... Bang, and they'll probably, probably one win away from being in real clear, clear and present danger, yeah. but they yeah, they, they turned on. I think, yeah, look, they've, they've done well. I think it's also a sign that you know you, you have a bit of patience with these regional clubs, um, and eventually they'll they'll, they'll go yeah. all right. Look, we're not saying that they're gonna win the league anytime soon, but a seventh place finish for them, I think, is as good as you know a win because like this is a, a club that you know that had a negative 100 goal difference, say, three yeah. seasons ago.
0: That actually does remind me. I'm pretty sure I said at the start of the season I'll get out to Toowoomba for a game. I did yes. I heard
1: it comes highly recommended to go, Clyde Berg, office, so I think we will next year. Yes, yeah, so I definitely
0: it, to want trip to, for yeah. that. Yeah. We'll I'm, find a game to go out there too. You can I'm, drive. That's yeah. <laughs> right. Great. All right, so we've got Cairns FC. They had... Well, we've already talked about them with the FA Cup, yep. but solid year for them, if not spectacular. Yeah.
2: They're not their best season in the league, but another solid season. They're the best of the three Norton teams again, which you'd expect of them, but just not able to get the results in the league. I think by the time the FA Cup came around, they knew that the league wasn't on and they've kind of focused on the Cup. So the last third of the season, at least, you can say they haven't been focusing on the league too much.
0: And for them, I suppose, starting off well, at the season, they would have been happy with an eighth-place finish. Yeah. Obviously, like finals would have been a target, but survival was probably the first yeah. and first goal yeah. for a lot of those clubs now. There are, you know, potential doubts over their participation next year, unfortunately, yes. though, the a story did come out Thursday morning about them. Yes.
2: what well, eight hours after they finished their game against Cairns, it was in the local press up there that they're considering handing their licence back, or have handed it back, depending on which reports you believe. So yeah. Hopefully side, they stick around, because they've always been the better of the regional teams up north, and at this side, it's it only...
1: sad to lose them. Is only media at the moment. Um, I know, I know that there are Football Queensland officials actually up there talking mm. to them. So then there's been no sort of joint statements yet or anything like that. So at this stage, you can presume that they're going to go around, but there is a big doubt. If they
2: do lose both of the two foundation regional northern clubs, that would be a, a mm. sad loss of football yep. in
0: Queensland. Yep, absolutely. All right, we're going to move on to Brisbane Royal Youth. Forty-two different players uh, in that side this year. Anyone really stand out for you, Adam?
1: Uh, look, I, <laughs> I'm it, passing that question. Look, I, I think it's
0: a, um, it's you I think it's year
1: yeah. one or two, or two. I can't remember that. Where, like, obviously, that there's a lot of young players coming through. Um, feels like year two for the current crop. Yeah, I think yeah. it. I think it is. Um, but yeah, not really, not really much. I don't. Yeah. I don't think there're too many obviously um Ross Bafford yep. sort of oh, going along but he's up to go youth scholarship so you expect yep. that he would uh Jay Barnett surfaced all of a sudden last sort of here another one who's a scholarship but yeah, realistically... Like barry was, has as
2: well. Like barry has been pretty good, and yeah, Harry Talbot sort of scoring on debut has been somewhat impressive. In and the and, and days, Aaron so. Reardon, obviously,
1: yeah. has, um, has anchored that. But other than that, very young side, a lot of inconsistency um, yeah. as far as the sides they put out week to week. And look, it's very, very hard to have any momentum, but I've got a feeling results are the least of their worries at the it's moment. It's
2: interesting, though, because they did finish 6th in 2015 when they had the really good side and that got culled and there was a lot of controversy around it. Since then, they've gone ninth, 11th, and ninth. So I do wonder what's if there's something going on. Mm. I know results isn't everything for them, but yeah, you expect them to peak at some point.
0: And they would, just, if
2: the relegation was in last year, they would have got relegated.
0: Yeah, so. and then they are actually eligible to be relegated yeah. in the current yeah. setup. But as also, well, so. but also on the other
1: hand, as well to play finals, they're yeah. they're also eligible for that. So, mm. so like I know, like I said, in academy setup. I know results aren't everything, but you would hope that that they would, especially some of the sides they were able to produce mm. late in the season. I. The lo- the game against Lions a couple of weeks ago where they had I think well, we can nine A-League contracted players. Look, if it, it, look, and I can understand it. Why well. I know Lions are absolutely blowing up the Lux over that because it was the second time and they played each other twice in about three weeks. And it was the second time they attempted to play a lot of their younger A-League contracted players. And it was it was I think it was complete overkill for the game. But they, they ended up getting beat yeah. three nil. So were I will up know, Lux absolutely. Yeah, and no, I think I think it was almost a bit of an embarrassment that they that. I think we'll talk about bigger, sort of longer details as far as you know about the depth of the A-League yeah. side that you know these the, the youngsters couldn't even get done against you know the the NPL champions, and they they outplayed. played. But um, look again, I think results are I think uh, the results them are. Quite I think irrelevant. we
2: can judge them more in the next six months if any of these young players that we've seen start to get an opportunity in the A-League squad. Yeah, yeah. So that, well. if, if ninth, eleventh, and ninth, but they're getting placed in the A-League squad, it's achieving its goal. And also youth
1: league as well. I think yep. it's going
0: to be that's probably a little bit more important as well, getting yeah. that going as well over the summer. Yep. Yeah. All right. And there is actually the new addition as well with Darren Davies. He's the new assistant coach. There we go,
1: yeah. yeah. We saw uh, Academy Director Drew Sherman actually on the sidelines for the last few games as well, coaching. So we'll see if that remains for the Youth League campaign.
0: But this isn't a Raw-focused episode. We are going to keep moving on through the other sides. you have got Gold Coast United. Started strong but faded badly. And they've had a few departures... Uh, yeah, Sean 29.
2: Lane has um, left the club I mean and they've announced today or Wednesday when you listening, to that Christian Reese is the new coach for as of about minutes. 40 minutes ago yep. so he will be the new coach for 2019 and they've so he's back at the club where he obviously famously played in the A-League for them and they've got Fernando Vaz Alves as goalkeeper coach as well
0: which will make these sidelines so much more entertaining I think they'll
1: be entertaining as well especially with uh, with Gold Coast Knights uh, coming into the NPL next season I think you have a pretty game, I think. Uh, derby coming up as well. Yeah. I think. I think um, overall, Gold Coast. Yeah. I think the Fish. North actually wasn't actually too bad from considering that they were pretty much an amalgamation of two clubs, two new clubs, and sort of a lot of you know, stabilising yeah. early. And
2: they were in the top half of the league for the first half of the year, and then fell away as a few players left. I think mean, they've got they've got a bit of rebuilding to do, particularly with Gold Coast Knights now on the on their doorstep as a direct local competitor. They've got to, that's, that's they've got to strengthen a bit to be competitive with them.
0: That's right. On to Mackay and Sunday's Magpies, Crusaders United FC. Finished 11th. They survived. Which... give them a round of applause. Yeah, because yeah. I think we all sat here and thought, well, they're going to be well on
2: two sides who go down. And they started off somewhat slowly. But the second half of the year, they got 16 points in the last 13 games. You double that to 32 points. If that's what they can average, 32 points, that puts them in the, the top half. Because they've been... found their feet in the league in the second half of the year is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, they've, absolutely. They've done a tremendous job to be a competitive force and they've been tough to beat at home and they've been competitive down in Brisbane, which is all you can ask of them.
1: I think, yeah, just quickly, I think um, I think that, that that front three attacking, Kyle uh, Markham, Michael Lyle and Louis Farquhar, I think those three... Look, it'd be, if they can hold on to them next season, they—I think again—I think they'd be would drop it. You know, if bigger clubs come calling, especially opportunities in southeast Queensland, you worry about about them. Now, I think with these regional clubs, that's always a fear that you know their best players are going to get poached.
2: They might also be able to get some players from another club who don't who might have
0: folded this week. All right. We'll get to them in a little bit. But first of all, we've got to touch on our Redlands United rebuilding season. And as Angela pointed out early on, defence was a bit of a struggle for them. Uh, they conceded, where is it, 81 goals in their 26 games. So second highest goals against Tally.
1: Yeah. yeah, look, at the end of the day, they were, at one point, we were almost have all gone. I think uh, the loss against.
0: North Queensland. Yeah,
1: North. Yeah, loss against North Queensland up there. We and that was our, on our last show. We, we spoke about. It. We thought, oh, they'll gone. but they then come out and knocked off uh, Western Pride at home, which basically kept them kept them safe. And then North Queensland sort of capitulating as well. Um,
2: In that uh, Yeah, it's great to see Redland survive as a MPL mm. championship winning team, and they they actually will be better off for the struggles they've had this year with the young players they've blooded. I think they'll. If they keep that group together and maybe add one or two experienced players around, I think they'll be fine going forward. They Ooh. won't have Graham Fife though, mm. next year. He's moving on to pass new after a decade. And boy, so. did he
1: get that win over over um, Magpies Crusaders that we were actually at that game. Gee, did he step up that day and that's probably what saved them.
0: Fair enough. All right, now on to the uh, relegated sides, starting off with North Queensland United. perennial oh. oh. Strugglers finally relegated and they've handed back their licence to football. Queensland on Monday, so maybe they won't get relegated. Adam? As Scott's uh, rubbing his head.
1: Yeah, no. Look, obviously, there's a personal link for, for for Scotty as far as you know, North Queensland goes, and you now towns in particular. But yeah, look, I always thought that they would struggle. Um, they had they had to win games at home, and then hope that they could sort of you know ride the crests of when they okay. travelled and sort of not not consider too many. Didn't happen. Um end up getting sort of in a shootout with Redlands that final releg- relegation spot, and it all fell apart for them.
2: I better be careful what I say here. Well, I just, I actually you the sensor button ready. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I actually thought, I actually did want them to get relegated because I thought that a relegation might actually help them solve the problems that they've had at that club for the last few years. They've just not been competitive. You look at what Cairns have been. Cairns have always been better, but the real concern for me is that what Mackay did. Mackay came in and have instantly been better than them. That's the big concern for me. But they've just, I know they've had problems with Northern Fury. Now it's with Townsville Football and stuff, but they've just not been competitive for a long time. And I thought a relegation might be the thing. That would allow them to solve the issues behind the scenes and come back a stronger force. But
0: take a step back, to it, take two steps
2: forward. Yeah, exactly, and it doesn't sound like that's what's going to happen and now, based on the news that came out on Monday.
1: And the thing is that they actually had a number of very, very good players. I guess now it would become if they continue to to continue on their sort of their amateur footballing career elsewhere, who I think would be very handy. You know, I think guys like Corey Waples. Um, he's one that strings the mind straight away. Um, you know, they like they. They have shown at times that they are decent, but it just, yeah, like I said, the travel, they they only ever brought bare minimum down to yeah. Brisbane. Um, and we saw at, that
2: when they played Brisbane City 24 hours after um, Redlands beat Magpies Crusaders. They had a must-win game against Brisbane City. They brought, what, 14 players and... 14 left players, left yeah. three or four key players at home for various reasons. So Yeah,
1: so it's... Look, that's the thing, is And I don't think as a club, I think there's obviously plans to sort of... Sort of to, Sort of assimilate them into the local competitions. i um, like, obviously, announcements from Football Queensland sort of in due course. But um, as far as MPL sort of likes to go, they've handed back. And sort of at the moment, there's no top there's no top flight representation for least towns.
0: Yeah, well, First I think that's going to be 15 some, years, I believe. I yeah. get the feeling that something's going to happen one way or another with yeah. that. They're going to make sure that there's a team up there. It's just a case of who, yeah. what, how, why. That's not our place to really speculate no. on, because also I kind of want to keep moving as yep. well, because we've got to head off soon. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So let's move on to Sunshine Coast Fire. Uh, yeah, not a great season. Okay. Just one win, three draws, 117 goals against, well, and
2: that the last two seasons they played 48 games and won one. You got eight points.
1: They're
0: big kids. They
2: beat Cairns early in the season, and they were winless last year. Won one game this year. Eight points in two seasons. I think it says it all with them. They've they've got some serious rebuilding to do. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So, look, just, just just quickly on that. Um, for me, they probably should never been in NPL in the first place. I think it's only because they represent regional Sunshine Coast is why they even had the license in the MPL this season. They did I make think the finals of, in the first year. So yeah, picked, I could I could think early. of five or six clubs that probably should have been there.
0: All right, that's going to be it for this segment of the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back to preview this weekend's semi-finals right after this.
3: You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this.
0: And welcome back, everyone finals preview here for the daily football show fan network I'm going to keep running through the plugs right now as I see Scott and Adam have a look of relief on their face so email brisbanefootballreview at gmail.com send in any questions comments whatever there unless you're asking for me to be replaced in which case get please
2: send those through
0: (laughs) Uh, Facebook uh, the raw review which we're still working on changing after two years Twitter at BNE football and our podcast is on five platforms now we've got Wooshka and iTunes We've also got Radio Public, Stitcher, and TuneIn. So really, you have no excuse to not listen to us. Got plenty of choice. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, the iTunes and the Android are covered. Exactly. That's right. So let's keep moving on and talk about the weekend semi-finals for the NPL. And we are going to start off with semi-final one between Lions FC and Morton Bay United. That's actually the second one chronologically. Just yes. for, uh, for confusion, but I like to confuse pre- you. But because Lions won the premiership. We're going to start off with them. So this season they've played twice. Uh, Lions won both times, two nil uh, in round seven and round twenty-one. Lions one nil. So yep. I'd, I'd say Lions will be going into this feeling quite confident. They've been best team in the league all season, from what we've seen. And yeah,
2: absolutely, they've been the best team in the league all season. I I don't foresee them losing this game. It would be a massive surprise. Fair play to Morton Bay. I didn't think Morton Bay would make the finals this year With they have a new coach, some new players, but they've done really well to make it. So, I, But I just don't think they have the, the side that can hold out Lions' attack yeah. or get enough chances against what is a really strong defence. I just think they're slightly overmatched.
1: The, the Lions' defence, that's, that's the big one for them. That's why, and that's what they're building this Premiership win on, probably going in the grand final, is 11 goals conceded in 26 games, and only in one game. Did they actually concede more than two?
0: That's so, that's pretty good then.
1: Yeah, so that was against Gold Coast, honorable all teams. So, so yeah, look, they, they, I think that's where they're built. That their, their success yeah. is built on. Obviously, they've got some very, very, uh, and one thing where it's actually really got on with it is with the addition of Merrick Maidle. Yeah. I think he's he, like we said earlier. He's probably the best you know, striker in in the league at the moment. And uh, and yeah, look, I. As much as I'd like to see Morton Bay do well, uh, I just think yeah, there might be a bridge too far for them. But they've they've had a really good season.
0: You do know Morton Bay can't get a home grand final, you, right? <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> that might actually
1: work for them because they've
2: only lost one of the last ten away from home, which yeah. unfortunately for them was at Lines. Yeah. And they did win, they did beat first last year in the semi-finals. So
0: that's right. We were there for yep. that. We were what yeah. about twenty four hours off a plane from
1: Thailand? Yeah. yeah no, but I, I think yeah, it's it might be a bit, but a bit tough. But look, they, you never know.
0: Why it's, not? Yeah, this is obviously Morton Bay's third appearance in MPL finals. We've got 16 different goal scorers as well, so yeah, yeah. there really is no Lions defender that will yeah. we'll be able to switch off on the night.
2: No, there's not, but they've also... It's one goal here, two goals here sort of deal is... I I think they should be able to deal with the Nick, Nick Bedardi's actually been in
1: pretty decent form. He's he's one that you know I think start, he might be playing. I haven't seen him for a while, but he started playing as a right back, and he's he's got three goals in two games now. So all of a sudden, including the winner against, I can tell well, you, he is. did
2: score from right back because I saw the highlights. It oh, so okay. was from right back. <laughs> well, so <laughs> yeah. so they can score from once yeah. anywhere. There we go. They oh. do have Alex Shinowski back there, captain and one of their best players. Yeah, so he's okay. been injured for most of the year, so he might make a difference. He didn't didn't play against Lions last time, so.
0: So we'll just have to wait and see. All right, we're going to move on to Lions now. It's their first appearance in NPL Finals. Marek um, Madel, yeah, eighteen goals, thirteen appearances. It'll be interesting to see how they back up after tonight's game, which will be last night yep. or Wednesday night by the yep. time you're listening to this. But
2: it is interesting because last oh, a year ago to, on Wednesday night, basically Gold Coast City and Morton Bay United played at Walter Park, and the lights went out. And they both played again at the weekend in the in the um, semi-finals of the NPL.
0: 51 weeks ago, because yeah. I remember still being on my honeymoon. for More that or month. less, more anyway. or less a year ago, and Semantics. obviously
2: Moreton Bay made it through, and Gold Coast didn't. So it is entirely possible that a cup hangover, if Lions do happen to lose the, the game with Adelaide in particularly devastating fashion, maybe. If it goes into extra they time might be, tonight, yeah, even. Absolutely, they might not be able to pick themselves up. You never know. The
1: the, the Brassett Lions, obviously, are a bit fearful of that hangover ah. because they've given, they've given themselves um, as much time to recover as possible. Yeah. Like, uh, generally, Lions host games at 6 o'clock on a Saturday night, which would be prime time for them. But the fact that they've gone Sunday 7pm, they might, they might be factoring in the, the fatigue factor. And as, a cha- mm-hmm. as, they, sorry, as the Premiers, that's their right.
2: That they also end. rest a couple of players at Redlands the previ- on fr- Friday previous as well.
0: That being said, since I am working Saturday night, I am very glad that they've opted for the <laughs> Sunday night fixture. We're going to hear from one of the Lions players now with Matthias Simic, so we'll throw to that now.
2: have Lions to check out with Matthias Simic. Matthias, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Congratulations on the premiership. must For be the
8: Yes, we are over the moon, to be honest. Our first season in the NPL competition, and to actually win it, and win it convincingly, is a great achievement for not, only the players, not the players, but the club. How have you found it in
2: the competition this year for the first time? This it's soft. from the club.
8: It's been good, it's been a challenge, it's been different. I mean, we haven't had the away trips like we have this year, so in all honesty, it has been different, but I think the players in the club have adapted quite well. The club have done a great job in caring for us, especially on the away trip. so, um, look, it's just one of those transitions that you have to make.
2: And now, what's going course, you have to You've got Some big games coming up, but the finals, you must look on duty double as
8: well. Oh yeah, that's, that's obviously on the to-do list, so. I have no doubt we'll give it a hot crack, sorry, and um, we'll see where, where it leads.
2: And a quick one on the FFA you're looking forward to testing yourself against opposition.
8: Oh, most definitely. It's a, it's a challenge. We're underdogs. We're, we know we're not expected to win. So for us, we've got an open... It's an open slot. It's a free hit for us. So we'll go out there, all guns blazing, give it the best we've got, and hopefully get something out of it. Well, good luck. Congratulations. Thank you very much.
4: Thank you. Thanks, guys. Cheer Take it easy. Thank good you. Good luck. Congratulations. Enjoy,
0: Alright, so that was uh, after the game against uh, Raw Youth, wasn't it? Yes, when they wrapped up the Premiership. Yes, yeah, so... Ob- obviously Thank you uh, to Lions for yeah. taking us up with that audio. Yep. Yes, we do appreciate all the sp- uh, support the clubs have given us this year. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun going around to the it different grounds. Been. And uh, I'm sure we'll be back again next season. Maybe. <laughs> I might not be by the sound <laughs> of that. <laughs> Alright. Uh, yeah, so Lions, I think, you know, they're obviously going to be favoured to get the yeah. job done. It's just a case of... You know, it's finals football.
2: Yeah. Finals football, I think, can happen. And, of course, if something does happen, and they have a game to play on Wednesday night, by the time you've heard this, if something happens to one of their players, injuries, who knows, something could happen. So That's right. So but gonna, all things being equal, you would say they're the strong favourites.
0: So we're going to move on to Sunday afternoon at Goodwin Park, which is going to be Olympic FC against last year's champions, Western Pride. And that's going to be, what, about a 3pm kickoff? if I'm not it's mistaken? scheduled at 3pm, yes. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, Olympic second place, Western Pride third. Uh, they've met twice this season with Olympic winning both times. Wenzel Hall's two, Olympic three in round two. Yeah. <laughs> and then round 15, uh, Matt, Matt Mundy scored the only goal for Olympic, as they got up over... A game, Pride I believe, we were, we were
2: at that game because yep. it was a long-range Thunderbolt from Matt Mundy as well. So it was... So, there we
0: Lola, go. the crowd could not believe it. Exactly.
2: <laughs>
1: Well, it was
0: a
2: defender, so. Give, give yeah. I think he was had some sort of milestone that
0: night as well, so.
1: Yeah, 100th game, I believe, yeah. for, for the club, so they did celebrate.
0: That's right. All right we're going to uh, start off with Western Pride, and we're going to hear from Jesse Rigby to start off with.
6: Okay, Jesse, that was a sensational game to watch. Uh,
9: how was it to play? Uh, it was pretty good to play. Disappointing for our boys, but I said he played well. It would have been a yeah, crappy game to watch. Good to play. Um, It seems like there was a little bit of tension in the game um,
6: throughout, I mean is that just because of the high stakes Mm and you wanting to sort of get back into form ahead of finals?
9: Yeah we want to get back in but you know obviously we want to try and continue on and build up for finals and um, City are a good test and they also knocked us out of the FFA Cup and I think there was a bit of you know we wanted to try and get things back, get things back square and they beat us I think in the league as well so no, it was a bit of a fight, but no. It was really, really good. Um, finals, obviously, this week. It will be a
6: trip to Goodwin Park to take on our Olympic. you finish finished in third spot now. Uh, that's going to be a really tough test, isn't
9: it? Yeah, Olympic are a great side, and we're going to have to do some prep work and get everything sorted, and it should be a good match. Uh, you obviously
6: won the championship last year from third place I mean I don't know if it's an omen that you're finished in third place this time as well I'm slightly different run into the final so last year you were on a unbeaten stretch for, stretched all the way back to the mid part of the season it is slightly different this time do you think you can turn around your recent run of results though?
9: Yeah I think we can I think of recent I think a lot of people would like undermine us a little bit and um, a lot of things have happened in our club we've got you know, broken legs and coaches okay. leaving and stuff like that but um no, I think we can give it a good crack, and I reckon yeah, it will be a show. Has
6: it been hard to focus on all that with all the external influences as well?
9: Yeah, but I think within pride, with Graham and Carl before him, really set a like a culture in the club, and they kind of set a foundation for us. And the boys all know what they're doing. Like we run the warm ups and stuff like that. It was just a transition where you know it depends on us anyway when we play on the field. So no, everyone in our squad, we really took that on and. You know, we're just playing with each other, and, and um, yeah. A couple of
6: players coming back in as well for next week after the suspensions. Um, uh, that will be important to, to get the full strength side back out.
9: Yeah, it's good. And towards the end of the season, you get injuries and stuff like that. So yeah, having those boys back is really good for us. It's a big boost, and, and I'm sure Reg will get them all ready. And it'll be a good match. Um, your personal performance, because of course you had your
6: little gap in the middle of the season <laughs> with your injury, and that was a real key part of the season for Pride, lost a couple of games, uh, your performance tonight was exceptional as always, uh, do you feel like that gap sort of perversely has actually helped you a little bit to be a little bit fresher coming into
9: the finals? Yeah, I think if you play constantly I think you get a bit over it, and yeah it maybe gave me a little bit of spark, but you know, I'm back and I'm loving it, so I'm just glad to be back because it was a long break. <laughs> <laughs> Hated it. <laughs> well, got semi-final
6: next week, against in bit, best of luck. Yeah. Um, we'll chat to you next week, hopefully.
0: Thanks. All right, once again, thank you to Football Queensland for the audio there. Simon, doing a fantastic job on the interviews, as always. Fourth appearance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, she so... You as
1: one. Three, three and a half you appearances. Don't, you don't get credit for multiple appearances on one show. You take it up with him. No, I don't. <laughs> Hi, Simon, Afford. by the way. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, anyway,
0: um... Yeah, Western Pride, second appearance in MPL finals. say won it from third place last year, so I suppose they're probably going to be thinking we've done it from here before. Yep. And uh, I'm sure they wouldn't uh, be opposed to another grand final out at out at North we, Ipswich Reserve, is it? Or? Um, Briggs we, Road. Briggs Road. That's we have it.
2: seen... We, if that, that matchup happened, we have seen it before, and it was highly entertaining.
0: Absolutely. I just have to remember to bring a thicker jacket if, if it happens this time. <laughs> it was freezing last year. All right, so not coming in on the best of form, back-to-back losses, but... Uh, yeah, they have got plenty of uh, plenty of goal scoring potential there with Joe Duckworth yeah. and uh, Pengeli. So you've been
2: calling on Wenzel Hall's FC all season, but
0: Duckworth and Pengelly
2: have stepped up to fill that void. Particularly Pengelly, who wasn't as prolific in front of goal before Wenzel Hall's left, and he's really has stepped up. But they've, you're right, they 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 are on a losing streak, but they were pretty good against uh, Brisbane City on Saturday night. I just in patches about... anyway. So they showed potential in, b- in patches that they could that they've got the form to challenge.
0: I just still can't get that final out of my head last year, yeah. where like the way they attacked the you know second yeah. ball because I remember Morton Bay just put a lot of cross yeah. into the box. They dealt with it and always had the first yeah. person there when it got to the ground.
1: Yeah, look, um, it's I so said they they would be thinking deja vu here, and look for me for me as far as what's some prize chances, I think that's been severely dented by the fact that they've lost Max Davison in goal, yep. who's recovering from a broken leg. You know, our best wishes out to him. Um, and, but yeah also as well, I think also, also not having you know, Dylan Wenzel Halls and that, I think it's going to make a big difference because note that the the majority of that yeah. side from two thousand and seventeen who know was like the finals to go through that emotion are there, and they could draw it on, but I just for me I think Olympic might be is a little strong. Yeah. they may be a little bit more settled um and look, I think if you look at someone like a Loft house, it could be his final series you know, and you know at least to, to make a name for himself, he Olymp- hasn't made it already
2: and you, as you say, Olympic have had the wood over them this year. In both games, so I think that's probably not a matchup that Western Pride would be looking at favourably,
0: but maybe they do. And also, I suppose, if you are thinking about it from an Olympic perspective, they have just lost once at home this season yes. as well, so...
2: Again, game we were up against Brisbane Strikers, so... Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
8: Boy, that's, were they happy that
0: night. They were. Yeah. Uh, and also, I suppose, you've also got Alex Smith as well, who's yeah. been... a Interesting little pickup for them.
1: He um, he's probably what's made um, Olympic just that much better. I think they mm. they did they did struggle in front of goal um, in the first start, half of the season. They moved um, I don't know if they moved them on or Adam a- Edgar left to go to Brisbane yeah. City. Um, who, who he's been actually done well up, up there. Yeah. But uh, to pick up Alex Smith, um, yeah, he he what makes them a bigger threat. Yep.
0: What do, yeah, what I do remember also is that game we were at against uh, it was Brisbane City. The was it four two it finished or yep. something like that. And, yeah, Alex Smith did a really good job just, you know, getting involved, being a pain in the butt for yeah. both defenders. He straightens the
2: side out in terms of just having a focal point up front they can play off. Because they've got some really good, tricky attacking with Adam mentioned Jell's lost They've got Jelfie Shelford Shelfideus. There's more than that as well. But they needed that reference point to play off. And that's what Alex Smith's given them.
0: Absolutely. All right, so... Ugh, I hate having to actually pick these games because, quite honestly, <laughs> it's... Well, it it does know. seem like a very tight I final can, series. I can
2: help you, because the last two years, Brisbane Strikers and Gold Coast City finished top two, and neither of them played in the grand final either year. So okay. in the last two years, it was third versus fourth. Yeah. This year, I think it might be first versus second.
0: Yeah. You going to go first versus second? For, for
1: me, as good as Western Pride and um, Moreton Bay are, I can't wait for Lions vs. Olympic yeah. number four. Because if it's like number three, we to be in for a very, very insane game, and
0: in just over two weeks, under two weeks time. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm going to have to pick an upset somewhere, and I'm going to go Western Pride. I, it's just a gut feeling. I kind of reckon they're going. I, I reckon they're primed to do something, and they, like we said, we do remember seeing them pull, yeah. out, pull it out last year. So just have to wait and see what happens. Oh, no, well, it's
1: finals football. Anything can
0: happen. That's right. And also the other final series uh, this week. This weekend you got FQPL with the uh, Peninsula Power against South United Saturday night in Redcliffe, so yep. looking something to do up that way. Absolutely. And then Eastern Suburbs versus Logan Lightning Saturday night in East Brisbane. Uh,
2: firstly, congratulations to East on promotion. Yes. And secondly, I uh, you, you could combine. We were joking about this. You could combine East, South, Logan, and Sunshine Coast Wanderers, who just missed the playoffs on goal difference. You could combine all four, and they still couldn't beat Peninsula. <laughs> so, uh, but if you're looking for one team who might, it would be Logan, who are the only team who took points off. Them in the legal season. Yeah, no. Nah, for so.
1: for me, despite, unless there's complacency or you know a strike with lightning or something like that, um, look, ben Power are going to roll through this week. They're going to roll through next week, and they're going to enjoy the preparation for MPL 2019, where I think they'll be pretty decent.
0: Absolutely. Well, we'll, we'll preview MPL 20. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we, we might get to that at some yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and finally, the NPL Women's. You've got the gap against South United Saturday night in the gap, and this season. Gap 2-0 over Souths and Gap 3-0 over Souths in rounds 5 yep. and 18, respectively. And Sunday afternoon, it's actually going to be a double header at Lyons Stadium, so may as well turn it into a full afternoon yep. there if you're planning on heading out. Uh, you've got Lions against Brisbane Raw NTC. Now, the Raw NTC have been on a pretty good tear as of late. Yes.
2: They've won 16 of 17. Yes. I believe they play a Wednesday night against Muddery Bar in a round 26 catch-up game, which may yeah. or may not happen, Never, given yeah. that on Tuesday night, Souths lost at Sunshine Coast Wanderers, which makes... X- the gap, the Raw's game irrelevant in terms of the results, so I do wonder, I think the, the South might have actually preferred this matchup against the Gap anyway, given they lost to Lions in round 26 after leading 2-0, they lost 3-2, so they might prefer a different matchup Fair enough. in this yeah. game and of course the Raw NTC did
1: beat Lions a couple of weeks ago as well they they, like their son, they they looked like they were falling in a heap um, but they may have some life left in the Lions, so I think um, the guy, I, I think the raw NTC side—they're so a very, very good young yep. team. But I think Lions—they might—they might have an old, a few old foxes there that may mm. outthink them.
2: That might actually be the best game of the weekend yeah. in terms of closeness between those two teams.
0: Well, all I know for sure is you've got six very interesting finals coming up this weekend. So get out and enjoy these games if you can, because well, let's face it—we've still got a couple of months to the A League. Yes. So get out and enjoy the football
2: in person. If you, can. you can't get out, there all six games are live streamed as well. That's right so. there. You can listen to Simon and Rafe and Darren Lutton as well, if you prefer, if you can't get out to the games. Yeah. Uh, I can you recommend their commentary. It is good. They yes. Very, they're all very
0: good. It's much better than us crapping on in the stands. That's <laughs> 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 it. All right. So that's going to be it for this edition of the Brisbane Football Review. We need to get to Perry Park. So yes. once again, thanks to Football Queensland for the audio. Thanks to all the clubs for their support throughout the NPL season. Good luck to everyone in the finals. And I suppose for the uh, case of tonight, go Lions. Go Please Lions. beat Adelaide.